every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Time for what's going on here on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We check in uh, with the other shows on the Zone Sports Network. It's brought to you by Ochre Mountain Pharmacy. Join Hanson Scotty. Coming up tomorrow at Ochre Mountain Pharmacy from 10 to 2, 3665 South, 8400 West in Magna, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. You ready to check in on the other shows, Gordon? I sure am. I look forward to this every day. What show do you like checking in with more? Oh, I can't pick between my children. Well, that's condescending. No. What do you mean condescending? You're saying you that can call me daddy. Yeah, a little bit there. Both shows can call you daddy? I didn't mean it literally. No, I'm fine with that. Although I'm old enough to be everyone's father on this station. Don't get me wrong. I'm fine with that point of view that the other two shows are beneath us. But, I mean, I'm just <laughs> surprised that it came out like that. I that is That was not my intention. It's like oh. in Hamilton when he yells, don't call me son. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, well, it's okay. It's a good assessment. I like it. I like your confidence. You, <laughs> the, the things that you guys assign as meaning for what I say. Our, it, it, the emphasis was on picking between equals, not on, hey, I'm everyone's daddy. Pull yeah. that. He <laughs> <laughs> tricked me. Pull that you for sure. Oh, me. yeah, that's the uh, promo. Here's, uh, uh, no. here's DJ and PK. <laughs> they had former Cougar running back Reno Mahe. I say it every day. Former coach as well. Here's what he had to say. Daddy's always happy. <laughs> we have many things to talk to you about, but uh, your name has come up a few times here as this whole name, image, and likeness thing is broken. And we'll, and we'll get into some of the how it might help local schools with local players. And You were a high-profile local player, and you were a very good college player, and you had a ton of charisma, and you loved being in front of the camera. We kind of identified you as a guy who could have really crushed it if name, image, and likeness had come along a quarter of a century earlier. Any regrets? Feel like you missed out? You feel like, why did the NCAA finally get their act together now? Where were they when I needed them? Oh, no, I totally used the NIL back when I was playing. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Statute of limitations is up, do tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a full right scholarship to school. I didn't have to pay for school. <laughs> but, you know, a, guy, a kid like day, you would have cashed in. NIL. Yeah. You would have been able to cash in. I mean, you're the best high school player I've ever seen, and I've worked in three states. I mean, your feet over there at Brighton were unbelievable, and no, no one ever got a clean shot at you ever for all the, the entire time. I mean, I saw so many of your games because I live in the area, and, you know, you, you did have just an, an awesome amount of personality to go with it, too. You've already displayed that. Uh, do, you, do you think it's the, something that high school kids can begin developing and carry it on into college, especially if they stay local? Yeah, absolutely. I, I've, when, when I saw it coming, like maybe about the last year or so when things were coming out about it, I thought BYU would benefit the most from this in, in the sense that the local kids, the, all the BYU business owners in the Valley and um, just the global brand of um, BYU. And so these kids, if they start growing their social media presence now and start, um, you know, getting their name recognition out there, they could do very well for themselves. You know, I, I could see schools offering something, you know, like there's all these different um, businesses that are, are going to hire you when you come to our school. And I think that's something BYU will be able to, you know, within the rules, that's the hard part is I don't know exactly how the rules are playing out, but you can see what happened with Bill, Bill Barr and all these different things coming on that, like, I think BYU is going to benefit greatly from it, and it, which all these other – and it's just awesome to see these kids getting what they deserve, and um, I'm excited for these kids. So do you think it will be enough that some of the high-profile – not all, but some of the high-profile local kids 
who've been leaving to go to Oregon and Stanford and USC and, and wherever else will stay put, or will they continue to leave for high-profile programs and maybe it'll impact the next year of kids? It's, it's all money. It's all money. If the Utah boosters, the BYU boosters, if they all step up, they'll start keeping these kids home. I, I, and, and here's the hard part, and I, I know these parents have this feeling about getting their kids out there at all these other schools. The reality is the majority of these kids, they move back to Utah. And so you see all these, so many of these kids that leave, they move back to this state. I mean, Utah's a great state. And look at it. We're in a drought. We need rain. All these crazy Mormons pray for rain, and we get rain. Like, it's (laughs) awesome. But Utah is a great state, and these kids need to start staying home, whether it's at BYU, Utah. And to me, it's going to come down to these BYU businesses, Utah businesses, um, all the different boosters. Like, let's do a good job of keeping our kids home. Why did you stay home? Because you probably could have gone many different places. Uh, my first go-around was my mom. She she made me go to BYU. I didn't really care for BYU. And so, but I'm talking. If my mom tells me to do something, you're going to do it. Right? <laughs> and then, um, and that's the hard part I have with some of these parents. So many parents, I'm like, dude, tell your kid to stay here. Oh, it's up to my kids. Like, it's up to your kid. Like, your kid probably... You, you probably still have to tell your kid to take a shower after practice, and you're you're making him do these kind of life decisions. Like some of these parents just need to make their kids stay in the state. Um, as far as the second go around, Norm was trying to get me to go to USC. It that was my wife's fault. Um, <laughs> I I wanted to marry Sunny, so I had to stay at BYU and stay here with her. <laughs> You gonna get any blowback from this Reno, or are you gonna be able to weather this storm you're creating? <laughs> what storm is that? <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> so, how dialed in are you to the team right now? Or are you kind of keeping it at arm's length this time of year? No, it's COVID. I gotta stay as far as away. I don't want to get nobody sick. I don't want them blaming me for anything. So, I keep my distance and just enjoy it from afar as a fan and. Every now and then, check in on the coaches, and but I'm excited for this year. There you go, Reno Mahe. Ah, I didn't want to go to BYU. I didn't like those guys. Like only Reno can. <laughs> um, you know, I'm sure BYU wants to do what he's talking about and use the new rules as an incentive to keep the most talented players in state playing at BYU. Certainly, the most talented LDS players. So, do you think that it, it's smart? For, for guys, let's say they get an offer through one way or the other to stay here and stay at either Utah or BYU. Uh, do you think if if what Reno said is true, if most if many of these players move back here anyway, would they benefit from staying here? Because you can go to another school somewhere and you might be a really good player, but. Folks here don't know, won't be as aware of it. But if you stay here, they're aware of it, and that raises your profile, and it may help you if you're moving back here anyway. Wouldn't that be a good reason to go to a local school? Well, how many, how many of those students that are selecting to go elsewhere actually think that they're going to end up moving back here? I don't know, but that's what Reno said. He said okay. a lot of them move back here. So if you're going to move back here, then wouldn't would they be uh, treated? But they don't know that at the more... time. That's my point. Well, I mean, yeah, but maybe someone will pass that along to them. Are they and trying if to be local celebrities? Is that their aspirations? Well, I mean, it doesn't hurt if you're going into business and everybody knows you from your football career. I, I don't imagine that that can hurt. Oh, by the way, and, and athletes for generations haven't benefited at all on their scholarships and playing football. I just want to. Just want to throw that in there before you accidentally agree with me. Yeah, but I don't know if anybody's handing uh, them a so billion dollars. Just they're still not handing them a billion dollars. But I just 
just in case, you know, because you just mentioned how, how athletes really do benefit from their Some experience do. And, Some do. and really can put themselves in a pretty good spot Some just do. because they played football. But, why why uh, are you an athlete hater? I'm not an you athlete are. hater. I'm really not. You hate I'm them. Not. You don't think they can, should get any kind I'm of advantage. I'm fine with, with them getting the advantage that they get. They get That's a great advantage in life that you just pointed out. Absolutely a terrific advantage. Should not be under-talked about or undersold. How much money do the coaches make again? What, what difference does that make? Quite a bit. What does that have to do with anything? That everybody else is lining their pockets off of the efforts of the athletes. Who Jake. absolutely I'm, benefit. There's, there's no reason for us to argue over absolutely this Absolutely they benefit. But uh, uh, as far as the difference between playing somewhere else and playing here, that's something I hadn't really thought about before until Reno just brought that up now, that many of them move back here. Uh, on the other hand, if you're going to move back here, maybe it's good to branch out a little bit and have an experience somewhere else in the meantime. I, I'm not sure. I'm sure that BYU wants to nab as many high-profile, not even high-profile, as many talented guys as they can. They're looking for any adva- advantage they can get because, honestly, particularly at BYU, they have a lot working against them. Okay. What do you think of what Reno said about, okay, so you and Austin are both parents now. I went through this experience with my daughters. It wasn't for football, but it was other college sports. What do you think about Reno saying that parents need to tell their kids where they should go to school? Oh, I mean, I absolutely agree with it. I mean, <laughs> in in my case, my daughters are going to be in the workforce well before they're at, uh, you know, that point in life. So are you going to try and direct them where they should go to school? No, again, I guess what I'm saying is they will be, you know employed working and not to have to worry about right school. right and do you, you, don't, do you have you don't, to go to school to be a nun i don't know you don't, don't want know. them to get an education well i don't know i mean uh, you know how much are they going to be able to support themselves while getting that education my and that that really wasn't my question <laughs> my question was will you try and veer them in one direction or another over which school they may choose to attend am i paying for it uh, well, I'm, uh, you might, I don't know. Well, if What's I'm paying for it, then they're going where I'm telling them. <laughs> you are if such they, a If they want to step up to the plate and pay for it themselves, then by all means, wherever you want to go. Okay, so wait a second. This is really, I mean, really, you're going to tell them where to go if you are paying for it. You wouldn't say to them, well, what school would you like to attend? And then they decide and you say, okay. I'm going to help you along the way. But you're going to say to them, if I'm helping you, you're going where I say. Really? Yes. You are not. Yes. Yes. Why is that so hard to grasp? (laughs) Why do you care? It's my money. (laughs) (laughs) So what are you going to do? Why do you care what kind of gas you put in your car? Because you're paying for it. Yeah, but certain cars require a certain kind of gas. So, you know, you go by what the recommended fuel is. But you bought that expensive car that takes that expensive gas because it's your your money. What do you care? Unless one school is like four times as much as another, what do you care? It's my. Do I need to say it again? It's their future. It's right. their education. Right. And if they want uh, uh, control over that, they can provide for it. Jake, you may be the first parent I've ever heard of, and maybe there's others out there, who <laughs> you're going to make, if you help your kid through college, you're going to require that they pay you back. You're as bad as, uh, as student loan folks. I haven't quite gotten that far, but we'll see. I could get there. <laughs> I- we did learn yesterday uh, you're yeah, on board yeah, with yeah. Daniel Craig's plan to leave nothing behind. Yeah, I am. Absolutely. I talked about that at length with my family last night. How'd that go? Uh, it went well because I disagreed with Daniel But isn't Craig. that a little ghoulish? <laughs> a little what? A little ghoulish. How so? Well, your kids being like, yeah, we, we think you should croak with a bunch of money. <laughs> isn't that a little weird to talk that, to them about? We didn't take it quite that far. You know, we were talking more about just the principle of leaving your kid a were, little Were a your little kids like, booster. you know, Mom and Dad, let's, let's get a look at your budget and see how you are spending. <laughs>
No, no, we didn't go that far. Next, although, time. although one of my daughters did say, I, I see where he's coming from. <laughs> really? It's yeah. good to have a, a big stash of money. Yeah, to, to pass on after you're gone. I didn't hear from Austin since it's his birthday. Let me get his thought on it. Let's say that, Austin, you do create quite a quite a, a pile of cash. Are you going to give that to your kids when you pass on, or are you going to uh, uh, donate it to charity or, or something else? Spend it all. <laughs> I think I'll leave, I'll leave some to them, but I don't agree with just giving it all to someone for nothing. Yeah. Well, $160 million is a whole lot. I also will not be doing what uh, I once heard someone else do, where they just donated all of it to their alma mater university. Nah, no, no, no. They don't need any of my money. They got enough of it. Yeah, certainly right. there. I'm, I'm spending it on me. But, see, Austin is aware enough to know that he's not going to tell his children where they can go to school. Or that I'll have enough money to have that to hold over them. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's power with you guys. Control. It's not about the control. If she wants independence, you can go ahead and get out there and earn it. <laughs> okay. Jake right. should have raised his kids during the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, yeah. he should have. He, we were talking about Upton Sinclair. Get back to book. the meatpacking plant. Yeah, the what was it called? The Jungle. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, Jake would have fit right into that. <laughs> he would have been the guy. He would have been the guy who saw the guy fall into the vat, and he would have gone over and picked up the, the the paddle and just kept stirring. Because I believe in instituting hard work into my. Uh, <laughs> Of my developing child. If you remember our conversation yesterday, I did make that clear that it was important to teach your kids the value of hard work. Oh, I'm not going to teach anything. I'm going to let the job teach them for me. <laughs> not my job to teach them anything. That's it's why they the, have a manager. It's, yeah. it's their supervisor at, uh, you know, wherever that okay, teaches so, them that hard life. So <laughs> Sadie gets to be 16, and she's a really good athlete. She's a really good athlete. And she wants to pursue it. Are you going to say, yes, honey, you pursue that, that sport and, and become the best you can be? Or are you going to say, get out there and flip burgers at McDonald's? I'm going to say, feel free to per- pursue the sport if you can fit it into your work schedule. <laughs> and she's going to school. You can too. fit it in with work and school, then by all means. But what, what, you know how practice is. It takes up a lot of time. Not my problem. <laughs> I don't believe, I don't believe that you really think that. Just give him a free pass because she can throw a javelin or something. Come on. I hope. I hope one does of your javelin kids bring up, with it a lot of free I, passes. I, I just hope your kids grow up to be absolute stars at whatever they do, whatever they choose to do. Yeah, and then leave you out. From that point on. Didn't we hear about that recently, Austin? Wasn't there somebody who made a whole bunch of money, but they were mad at their parents, so they just left them out? Yeah, it was Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. But they actively... That's what you deserve, my friend. I'm not calling anybody a failure like uh, like Quentin's mom did. I'm just saying that my kids are going to grow up with a job. Yeah, Jake's <laughs> just saying those railroad ties won't lay themselves. Uh, I, so, they, can, so, they can lay railroad ties. I'm fine with that. It's a perfectly fine trade. Uh, hold on here a second. <laughs> so let's say after school your kid has practice. Uh, what time school get out these days in high school? Two, three in the afternoon. So then they have practice until five or six. You're going to have your kids, uh, when they get home from practice, go change clothes and head off to work. No, they don't have to come home first. Where are they, when are they going to study? I don't know. <laughs> I figured it out. Yeah. Overnight? In the morning? That's what seminaries for. Oh, they have a they have a break. You get uh, what uh, you get smoke breaks at work these days, right? Go out there and and put your nose in a book. You are so full of it. You are so full of it. And there are a lot of listeners out there who have kids and have gone through this process, and they're laughing at what you're saying. I believe right they now. should be able to parent how they want. This is America. This is just how I'm choosing to do it. Let's all let's all just. Uh, have a pity party for Jake's kids because they're going to learn to be like well-adjusted adults. I know <laughs> they're going to be like ball bearings. They're going to be like robots. You know, you're going to train them, and you know, I wonder how they'll feel about you when it's all said and done. Doesn't matter. 
because they'll be perfectly situated to have success in life. If and they're they working hard work. enough, they won't have time to form an opinion. Right. Then, exactly. they, won't, then they won't need to mooch off of you so you can spend all your money. Before I – yes! <laughs> Was this it some sort of difficult <laughs> puzzle to put together? So then you don't have to leave them anything and it's all good. And they'll be fine. Right. <laughs> no? I mean, this makes perfect sense to me. Poor, I can't believe you're pushing back on this as poor, much as you do. Poor, poor little Sadie. No, this I'm is gonna, the point. There's I'm nothing gonna, to feel bad for. I'm going to contribute to Sadie's upbringing. I will I'm, I'm going to create a fund. <laughs> I will have taught her to fish. As, opposed, Thank you, as opposed to giving her a fish, yes. you're going to teach her to fish. I um, will have taught her to fish. I'm not saying go overboard with it, Jake. I'm just saying maybe a little something to help. Maybe those good folks in the industrial during the industrial revolution were on to something. <laughs> they read. They raised a pretty tough generation, might I add. Go look into it. And a depression. Well, oh, you know well. that also hardened society. <laughs> and, and that's what you want. Toughness, yes. <laughs> okay. I know. I, I'm going to have to check with your mom and dad and see what you were like at 15 or 16 years old. I'll tell you what I did have, a job. <laughs> what were you doing? Uh, my first job was at a jan- as a janitor. Oh. All right. And then I, I spent uh, quite a bit of time as uh, kind of a stock boy kind of thing. He was but an I've, umpire? I have consistent. I was an umpire. I've consistently had a job since I was 15. Okay, actually, so you were, younger than 15. you were a janitor, and then you worked at a grocery store? Not at a grocery store. I was well, stocking shelves for an educational materials company. Okay, and then what? Well, let's see. You there worked was an at umpire Sears, in right? there. I worked at Sears for a time. Worked at a hotel for a while. Yeah. Did you work at a pool? Why do I remember you? No, you didn't work at a, pool. at a pool. No, didn't work at a pool. Oh, no, that was Gordon with the DuPonts. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't work at a pool. You were a pool boy for Madame no, DuPont. No, I was not a pool boy. Madame DuPont. <laughs> I was not a pool boy. Are you Sheesh. trying to seduce me, Madame DuPont? <laughs> no, I didn't do that. Anyway. I'll be, I'll be, I hope I'm around to watch because I want to see how this turns out. I really do. Speaking of a hardworking younger generation, joining us now, we are here at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. I'm Frank Clayton jumping on with us once again. Clayton, let's blow some minds. Let's do it, Jake. I just got off the phone with my mom. She heard our first spot and she said, you know what, Clayton, last week we did so many numbers that our manufacturer gave us to go ahead and do it again this week. So again, we're bringing it back our lowest price ever on split team adjustable bases is on. Normally at the warehouse, we're we're 21.99 and you buy the bases, you get a free mattress. We've been doing it for a while for 19.99. Nah. We're not going to do it for 19.99. We're not going to do it for 18. We're not going to do it for 17.99. This weekend only, today, Thursday, Friday through Saturday, we're going to do it for $16.99 while supplies last. That's two adjustable bases, and with the purchase of an adjustable base, you get the free mattresses on top of that. That's insane. Am I going to, I'm not going to make as much money? Yes, but I'm going to make customers happy. They're going to spread word of mouth for me. And guess what? Everyone is going to be happy because adjustable bases are like the waterbed of the 70s. It's the now. It's what's in. And trust me, there's a reason why everyone in my house sleeps on an adjustable bed. It literally turns your mattress into a mechanical inverted machine. Start sleeping better. And listen, I'm not like my competitors. I'm not like the people on the Internet. You don't have to take out a mortgage to get one of these incredible bases, these adjustable head-up, foot-up bases. $16.99, our lowest price ever, gives you the base and a free mattress. Boom. There you go. You heard it. Base and the mattress, just $16.99. It's the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. We'll get to the other part of what's going on. Hanson Scotty talking running backs. Coming up next, stay tuned. 97.5 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. All brand new. 
Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints and Locked On NFL podcast, joining us. Do I think that Taysom Hill is somebody that can lead the New Orleans Saints to the playoffs? I do. I believe that Jameis Winston can as well. And it might not happen the first year. I don't think that it would happen the first year. But I do think that with Sean Payton, with this offense, with the coaching staff, with the weapons that they have, all of the pieces are there so that the Saints can do what they did with Drew Brees. Build essentially a car around a quarterback to drive that quarterback to wins and then also be driven by the quarterback to wins. And that's going to be an important piece for how they continue to build out the rest of the roster around whichever quarterback they choose to move ahead with. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. For the best college football coverage in Utah, this is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your Cougars at 30 update here on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. BYU running back Miles Davis talks about if he patterns his style after another running back. Well, nobody told me, but like one kid, one person I did look up to, like that was a running back in college, was Tariq Hill. He was a running back in uh, college, and so I try to look up to him, and you know, just use his try to use how he he like felt probably. I don't know how he felt exactly, but like I'll be trying to think how how did he feel moving as a running back to a receiver, especially going to the NFL, which is a big difference, and so that's how I try to think of it. This Cougar update uh, brought to you by our friends at Syringa Networks, working from home or with a hybrid workforce. Get a powerful IT partner, Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day, with no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's the Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. Uh, let's continue on with what's going on, Gordon. Um, let's we kind of got a running back theme going, right? We, we do. Reno Mahe and then Miles Davis there in that update. Uh, let's hear from Hanson Scotty breaking down running backs of both BYU and Utah. You know, we just had the uh, Utes at 50 update uh, a bit ago, and uh, you heard Andy Ludwig talk about his running back position. Is there going? I, you don't even need to name the guy, but will there be a Utah running back this year that averages 20 carries or more a game? No. I don't think so either. Nope. And I'm, I don't think it'll be truly by committee, but I do think that there's going to be a pretty long swath of guys that are going to get some opportunities, especially in the early stages of the season. There will be. Whatever happens with the two big-name transfers, one from Oklahoma and one from LSU, you know when running backs come from those universities, it's like, they're in. That's the starters. That's the guys. But – I've got a gut feeling that Makai Bernard is still going to get a rep and an opportunity. And I think Makai Bernard is a pretty good running back. I think he's a really good running back. So my gut tells me that you're repping out Curry in one area. And have you noticed when Kyle's talking about his running backs, he's more specific on attributes? Yes. So he's like, yeah, we got this, the guy that does this well, and this guy that does that well. I do think that we'll see some of the similarities. Do you remember when it felt like the Utes had a, a glut at running back and TJ Green was kind of on the backside of things of, of all those running backs? But then they started using TJ more in uh, kind of a different offensive yeah. set. And they they go to bulks of handoff. They probably are going to do that with some of this running back talent. Have some that might take fly sweep duties, and some that might take sprint out duties. But see, that's my thought. But but I don't see a guy coming in and being like a Zach Moss, and it's like, oh, this is our guy. Well, and especially coming out of the stretch or coming out of the gate too, because 
you know, you go back to Ty Jordan last year. His first game, he had seven carries. Second carry, second game, he had ten carries. And all of us are like, why is this guy not getting more opportunities? Because like, I'm not going to give it to you overnight. And then after that, it was 27, 20, and 22. In his three games after that. And so, it's like, Kyle... Kyle's going to take some time, and he's going to evaluate. And then if a guy ends up separating, then he'll be the guy. But I don't anticipate the first two or three games of the year you're going to see somebody really take complete control of that job, not because he's not ready, just because Kyle's not – that's not his M.O. It might funnel down because of injury. That's true. You know, that that could possibly happen. I think that we saw that happen with – who was it? Was it Joe Williams that the Utes ended up bringing back? Out of retirement, yeah. And and because they they'd had some really good running backs, and then they're finally like, we don't have anybody left. And they go get Joe Williams, and then Joe Williams comes back, and he was fantastic for the Utes. Yeah, probably averaged twenty plus. It, it could be that kind of situation, but nah, I think there's a, a lot of good talent that you've got to keep on the field. You got to push Pledger out there. You got to push Curry out there. You got to push Makai Bernard, and then there's one other running back that has definitely caused some noise. And um, and my guess is you've got maybe two other guys that are probably probably going to get a look or, or a rep, and we'll see what they can do. But as of right now, no, I'd say no. I don't think there is a guy. And by the way, that's a great question, Scotty. I, I just don't. I don't see it. On BYU side of things, yes, Tyler Algier is going to be. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Is Utah State got a guy that's a 20-plus carry? No. I mean, they may eventually have that. Um, But I just, you know, John Gentry, I think, is probably going to be your guy. Um, I will say that Devontae Henry Cole was running with the threes at the scrimmage up there. So I think Utah State's got a bunch of guys. But I don't think they've got a guy that's really separated himself as of late. Um, do you have a guy in mind that's going to be a yardage leader in the state? Oh, I think it'll be Algier. Because the reps. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, he is going to split a little bit with Lupini Katoa. I know those coaches love Lupini, and I, I'm sure that he's going to get reps and plenty of reps. Maybe Algier's not a 20 guy. With Lopini's there. Well, I mean, that's a nice safety blanket. And so you give him 17 to 18 carries and you give 10 to 12, maybe 13 carries to Katoa just for the sake of making sure he's healthy and rested or uh, fresh throughout the year. There you go. Hanson Scotty talking running backs. Uh, A number of different angles we could go with that, Gordon. Where, Where do you want to start? Distribution of carries. I find that really interesting based on what you and I have talked about with what Utah has done in the past. And the whole, you know, you're going to go with a two-back system. You're going to go with one back at the majority of the carries. You're going to elevate one player as a star if he shows that he's got real capability to follow in uh, previous Utes footsteps. Uh I don't know the answer to the question, and I, I, I thought it was good honesty on, on Hans's part to say he doesn't know either. I'm advocating that they take the ball away from the running back. Wouldn't want Zach Moss to carry that. No. <laughs> no, that's not my real feeling. And, and at BYU, you would think that uh, Tyler Algier would be the man. I mean, he had such a good year last year, and I understand that BYU had that really good offensive line, but I, I would expect him – I like the way that kid runs with power and speed and determination. Uh, and he's so much better than he was when he first got to BYU. So, uh, But, you know, we've talked about some of these other guys that are cropping up at BYU as well. This is going to be kind of fun to see who, whether someone does emerge as the single guy or whether, whether it's going to be done by two or three different backs. At Utah... I think their their analysis was pretty spot on. That it'll be multiple, and then they'll pare it down and and probably down to I, what? identify oh. a dude. One. That's what I'm saying. One. Mm-hmm. I bet I bet by halfway through the year, Utah has a running back that's getting 20 carries a game, unless they decide to get cute and turn into a finesse team 
then I don't know. But they're, if, they're if, not all, if all goes according to plan, I bet you they pare it down, do a dude that gets 20 carries a game at least. BYU's going to give Algiers 20 carries a game. The more I thought about it, so you disagree with Hanson and Scott. Yeah, they, on that point. I think I agree with them conceptually. They just don't think a, a running back will get to 20 a game. I do. The more I thought about our discussion, I think it was yesterday, when we were talking about whether there's a uh, duality at running back or not, certainly in the Utah program, there have, there have been cases of both. They've had years when they've had really good two-back attacks, and uh, or at least where the carries were, were, were divvied up. And, and then, of course, we, we know the, uh, the other cases where an absolute star emerged. I, I'm trying to decide whether I think one is healthier than the other for your offense. I, I think both can be good. I mean, we went through the examples with Utah alone, and there are multiple, as, yes. as I kind of think you're alluding to um, uh, right there. But last year, Jordan Wilmore and Devin Brumfield were both very good running backs. I'm not saying that they were the best in the world, but they were both very good running backs. Ty Jordan was so good. Yeah. That as, a, it, as a young, young As athlete. a freshman, that he made those two inconsequential. So, I, I think it depends on the, the – <laughs> I think it depends on how many players and what players we're talking about. Like, Matt Asiata was so good, but was he good enough that you left Darrell Mack on the bench? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. he was good, but he wasn't that good. Uh-huh. You know? Um, you so, know. it seems like everybody wants the star. You know, a lot of people want that star guy. But there is real usefulness to sharing. Barry Sanders was the best running back of all time in a lot of people's minds. But was he good enough to leave Thurman Thomas on the bench? Nope. Apparently not. Right. You know, or actually, it's probably vice versa because Barry was the younger player, right? You know, Thurman Thomas, Hall of Fame running back. Was he good enough to leave Barry Sanders on the bench? No. And that's so weird how they work consecutive didn't know? they overlap by a year i think barry was there for a year without thurman after and thurman was there before i'd have to double check but i think yeah. they only overlap by a year but they both played because you'd have to be a lunatic to not play <laughs> barry sanders or thurman thomas yeah <laughs> so i mean i i don't think it's as simple as well if you've got two you've got none this isn't the quarterback right, right. it's not the it's it's entirely different so you know, I think it says a lot about Ty Jordan and how good he was that Utah eventually hardly played Jordan Wilmore and Devin Brumfield. Because it's not like those two were busts by any means. And they were both of them were fairly proven, not, you know, the, the workhorse back per se, but both of them have been plenty productive in Pac-12 football. The other side of this question, Jake, is what you and I frequently talk about, and that is how many carries will all the running backs get per game versus the throws? And that's an interesting question uh, at both schools, I think. I, I, you know, as much as uh, Aaron Roderick wants to make BYU's offense look like a BYU offense, he also understands the importance in the college game of being able to run the football. And we know that that's the way Kyle Whittingham feels. So I, I wonder how far the pendulum will swing at Utah because they've talked a lot about increasing passing effectiveness and efficiency. Uh, but how, how will that affect the total number of throws? I don't know. I think we will see more throwing of the football this year at Utah. And you think that's a bad idea. Well, it certainly depends on how good their quarterback is, at very least. But looks like looks like he's going to be pretty good. Does it? I kind of think so, yeah. But why? Because I think Charlie Brewer's pretty good. Based on? What he did at Baylor. Okay. And at BYU... It's it's always that tricky balance down there. They want to be prolific throwing the football. It is BYU after all. Uh, Zach Wilson's shadow still <laughs> is there over the program, so they're going. I think they will continue that. But man, when you have how important was Tyler Algier last year 
with some of those chunks of yardage he ripped off. It was it was massive, I thought. Yeah, I would agree. Sorry, I'm looking up uh, attempts. I apologize, Gordon. I was going to try. I did, and... But look, I you know you know how I am. I like that West Coast offense. I like enlightened football. I've never been a three yards in a cloud of dust kind of guy. But I do I do realize the importance of establishing that run game and how important it is from the defensive perspective to stop it or at least to contain it. Because if you don't, if you don't contain that, you're probably going to lose. Uh, you're going to lose seven out of ten times. Utah last year, just to context on, on uh-huh. this uh, conversation, ran the ball 191 times, Gordon, mm-hmm. in their five games. They passed the ball 156 times. So that was their ratio last year. That, which, you know, that's which, pretty even. I well, mean, it would be more extreme run than normal years because the the quarterback play was so lacking. So I would expect. So you would have balanced fifty fifty. No, I, I'm still at the. Uh, I'm still kind of in the in the six fifty five to sixty run versus pass kind of kind of lane, I suppose. But it will be more balanced than that. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't know where the numbers will be. You heard Kyle Whittingham say that they wouldn't, they weren't going to throw it sixty times a game, but they could throw it thirty. You know, maybe more. Well, thirty would probably be fairly close to what they're doing now. What what they do last year per game? Oh, I just I, I oh, you have... said one hundred and fifty times in five games, so you do the math. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's thirty, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, maybe not, a little, maybe not a little, that far maybe off a little what they're more doing now. <laughs> a little more than that. But last year they had Ty Jordan, you know? Well, they need another Ty. As you bring this full circle, they need another dude. They need another Ty Jordan. I think that they're going to need big-time production from the running back position, whether that's one guy or two. I guess, uh, you know, to your point, it doesn't really matter. But I, I think they need to find a dude. But if you're going to throw the ball half the time, then I think that underscores the need to find one dude, you know? Because if you're going to take carries away via the pass, then you want to feed that beast if you got a good one. Yet another argument not to pass it more. Well, no, because instead of sharing it amongst a couple different running backs, then feed that one guy because you're throwing the ball effectively. So then you got in theory thunder and lightning. Oh. Pass it well and run it well. You're back to that. <laughs> Pretty simple. Not mo- easy to do, but Because most basic. offensive coaches say, you know what? We don't. We want to run it poorly and pass it poorly. No, some coaches say we want to run it well 75% of the time. And, and pass the passing it poorly. Is, 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 no, the pass poorly. it well 25% of the time. So, again, well and well? In the total. All right. Uh, we want to remind you about uh, the top 60 and 60 going on now. Uh, let's see here. It's back on the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day, 1.30. Hanson Scotty will announce another member of the top 60 players in the state of Utah as they count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon only on the Zone Sports Network. I believe they had Peyton Wilgar today. Oh, did they? Yeah, they're in the – what are they at, Austin? They're, they're that was the top, 13th today. 13th, yeah. Oh. Well, I think they had Savon Scarver yesterday. So who's going to be number one? I think everybody knows who's going to be number one. I think. And by the way, I don't know, officially know the answer. I'm just like I have not seen the list, but I think I could tell you. Should we try and spoil it and guess? <laughs> no, now? we'll let them do their thing. But I don't think it would take too much critical thought. I don't think so. No, there's a well. Stay right. tuned. More next. Ninety-seven-five <laughs> and twelve-eighty. The zone. It's a Win Ticket Wednesday on the Zone Sports Network. It's a Win Ticket Wednesday right here. Win. Listen all day for the Win Ticket Wednesday sounder for your chance to win tickets. What? Who authorized that? To all the biggest concerts, games, and other great events here in the state of Utah. It's a Win Ticket Wednesday right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Woo! 
On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey guys. Jake here from my friends at Peach Window and Door. They are locally owned and operated. They've been the premier window and door retailer in Utah since 1993. They combine beauty and technology and custom work is what they do. In fact, their whole premise is they want to make sure you get what you you want the whole way through. Listen, if you've got a unique project, you've got a, a, a dream of something you'd like to do to your home when it involves windows and doors, they can do it. If you can dream it, they can do it. And they absolutely believe in customer service the whole way through. They will not ghost you because they do not use subcontractors. They do it. They believe in talking to people. They don't have high-pressure sales. They, again, want to make sure you get what you want. And they back up all their work with uh, guarantees designed to bring peace of mind to satisfied customers. So try them out for yourself. They offer 0% interest financing. They have free in-home estimates. So here's how you get the ball rolling. Go to peachbuildingproducts.com. Find out why they have over 255-star reviews on Google. You can go to their beautiful showroom just down the road from where we are now. 2940 South, 300 West, or call them, 801-566-1255. Schedule one of those free in-home estimates, 801-566-1255. Peach, window and door. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Ute camp rolls on. It's your Utes at 50 update. Here's linebacker coach Colton Swan talking about he knows what Utah's keys to success are. That's exactly what it is. It's a culture here. All right? This is what we're known for. You go back and you look at the announced star recruits, right? And you're not pulling five-star recruits, right? Our culture is what makes Utah good. And that's what we rely on. And so that's, at the end of the day, kind of what we're pushing for as coaches. It is that culture that's on the second grid. The willingness to be great, you know, and to outwork everybody. This update brought to you by the Salt Lake Bees. The Salt Lake Bees will start a six-game homestand against the Reno Aces on Thursday, August 19th through the 24th. Come out and support the Bees. It's better at the ballpark. Tickets on sale now. SLBees.com. Or how about this? Be the 12th caller right now, 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. You get a four-pack of tickets to go to tomorrow night's game. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time for a market update brought to you by TryDayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader Visit TridayTrading.com. Gordon, how did the markets do today? Well, <clears throat> Jake, sad day today. Sad day. A sad day. Lives ruined. Uh, that I don't know, but the Dow was uh, down uh, nearly 383 points. Nope. No. No. The NASDAQ was off 130 points. Nope. Nope. No. And the S&P was uh, off nearly 48 points. Nope, so, nope. No, no. Mm-mm. So I don't know if there's a market correction going on right now or what, but uh, apparently uh, investors are a little jumpy as we speak. Yeah. It's been so, it's been hot going the other way, record highs and whatnot, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just two days in a row where it's uh, gone down a bit. Bad uh, crop report from the frozen orange juice commodities market? <laughs> uh, no. no, but that is a good movie. That is, that is a great movie. It's a great movie. Someone, someone, I can't remember who I heard say this, but you know the whole game stock thing that happened, mm-hmm. uh, when was that, earlier this summer mm-hmm. in the spring or whatever it yeah. was? And someone asked, if you really want to know what happened, just go rent the movie Trading Places. <laughs> Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. 
Jamie Lee Curtis. Let's not forget her. She was in the film. She was. Well, why do you put it that way? I don't know. I wouldn't put it any certain way. Seemed like it. <laughs> uh, here's some news coming out. This is uh, news news, but it also has a, a sports uh, ramification. Remember the only head coach absent from Pac-12 Media Day, Gordon? It was? Nick Rolovich, who's the head coach at uh, Washington State. Because he did not want to get vaccinated. Correct. Well, Washington Governor Jay Inslee announced COVID-19 vaccination requirements for workers at schools, colleges, and universities. Inslee's office says mandate will apply to Washington State football coach Nick Rolovich, who has declined vaccine thus far. Well, he's going to have to make a choice then, isn't he? Now, that's a very expensive choice for him, though, because, again, getting back to what would you do for, I don't know what Rolovich is making. Let's call it $3 million bucks. If you were uh, somebody who didn't want a vaccine, would $3 million do it for you? I think it probably will. You don't think he's going to walk away, do you? Well, I mean, how dare he compromise his morals and values for that kind of money? <laughs> I mean, if he listened to you in the first hour. Well, then, those are bad morals and values, in my opinion. According to you. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Let's keep everybody so, safe out there, there's folks. A, there's a guy who's going to have to swallow some morals and values for $3 million bucks. I don't think that is really taking a high stand, if that's what you are insinuating. I don't know. I haven't talked to him about it. No, me neither. So I don't know what reason he's not. I just know he's not. Just educate yourself. And now, coach. if he wants to make three million bucks or whatever he's making, uh, he's going to have to compromise something. As he should, in this particular case, in my opinion. Joining us now, we are live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. A friend, Clayton, is with us once again. What's up, Clayton? Jake and Gordon, it's so good to be with you guys. I'm super excited because my mom has given me the approval. You know, since my dad's been uh, away on vacation, let's call it that. I've always thought that I was in charge, but as many of us men know, that usually there's a woman that's always <laughs> in charge of us. That's definitely the case in my in my house. But my mom is giving me the approval, and we are doing our lowest price ever on the Split King adjustable base. I know that's crazy. I know it sounds like a sales gimmick, but it really isn't. These adjustable bases are incredible. And if you don't believe me, look it up online. Look it up on your cell, on your cell phone right now. Adjustable bases go anywhere from $5,000 to $3,000. Here at the warehouse, we usually, when we have the radio come, we usually do it $21.99, $19.99. Well, this week, due to the rain today and the construction, we're doing it for six. Now, let me talk a little bit about what that uh, includes. That includes two head-up, foot-up, split king, which means his and hers, individual, each side, bases. And if you come in and buy those two bases at $16.99, it gets better. I throw in the two free mattresses. That's right, free. You come in, buy the mattresses, you get the mattress. Sorry, you come in, buy the bases, I give you the mattresses for free. It's incredible. Our lowest price ever, $16.99, gets you the bases and the mattresses. That's a capital B-O-O-M, boom, from here at the warehouse. Thanks, Clayton. 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low to blow your mind. It's the warehouse. Mordax, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid. Talk about Cam Rising and Charlie Brewer. I'm not asking you to pick favorites here. I'm just saying, you know, what are the strengths and what are these guys bringing to the table right now that, as Coach mentioned, this battle is neck and neck right now? I mean, in the spring, uh, you know, everyone kind of said, you know, Charlie's the guy, Charlie's the guy. And I know Cam's competitor, so I knew he's going to come back stronger than ever. And that's kind of where we're at right now is it's definitely neck and neck. I wouldn't be able to make a decision right now. I'm more than confident in both of them being able to do the job, so I think it's just going to come down to it, and whoever can just be a, a playmaker and take over that offense. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.